everybody, and uh, welcome back to our Impact Job Talk. Uh, so, if you're a returning listener, thanks for checking out our previous episodes, and uh, we're getting started here with our 2020 upcoming uh, episodes of uh, different topics. So, I'm I'm Mark Sapoznikov here with Impact Business Group, and I'm here with uh, Matt Peel. Hey, Mark, how are you today? Doing great, thanks. How are you? Very well. Uh, and um, so, one of our most popular blogs from last year uh, uh, was. Um, how do you ask about work-life balance in a job interview? So, uh, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about maybe how people approach you with that when you're talking to, to candidates? Yeah, it's a growing area. Obviously, work from home and uh, people wanting a little bit of flex schedule, especially on um, the software development, application development arena where if they run into a roadblock, is their ability to uh, to step away and, and pick back work up at a, at a later time. So it's a... Uh, it's a question that everybody is is asking and faced with in in today's market. Yep, and and everybody's got probably a a different part of work life that they think is important to them. Maybe it's working from home, flexible schedule, more vacation days, those kinds of things. Uh, so somebody going into an interview, uh, you want to be a little bit careful how you bring it up, uh, so you're not starting off the interview with it. Uh, so what would you recommend as far as approaching it the right way so it doesn't look like you're more interested in the the time off than the job for example yeah that's a tough one uh because as you sit uh, in your first stages of the interview we don't know anything about you you don't know anything about us and and for that candidate that comes forward and asking about work-life balance um the employer or potential employer is going to be really reluctant to walk through that um in, in any type of situation over time, if an employee is a performer and showcases their ability to be online and address questions and, and drive results for you, they're going to be given more flexibility and, and work from home and whatnot. So um, it's really a, it's a tough one to bridge and no employer is going to um, really open up the, the, the vault and say, here's all the flexibility you have without somebody proving themselves through the first first 90 days. So that being said, it's critical for anyone listening to this podcast that uh, is trying to discover work-life balance. It's critical that uh, you don't lead with it in your interview process. You don't, you don't ask for it uh, right off the get-go because nobody's going to uh, open up the vault and give you all the flexibility that's there when you're unproven and you have yet to showcase you are who you say you are right and uh so for someone who uh is wanting to bring up maybe there's certain things that are important um and wanting to bring that up in the interview uh what should they do to prepare those what should they do to to be able to ask questions about it during the interview or maybe they get asked and they they want to not be caught flat-footed what they actually want or what's important to them so they forget about it in the interview and then by the time you get the job it's kind of not always but could be a little late to ask yeah and and, and i'm going to use the the software developer that i was just referencing as an example um some good questions to ask is tell me about a typical day mm-hmm. right what does my uh my day look like coming to work for company x um some other questions uh that that developer may ask what happens when i hit that mental roadblock you know what? Uh, it's not exclusive to me. It's in the development community. It, it really is. Same thing. Uh, we're in tax season right now, so uh, my my CPA group and finance team are facing the same thing. What happens when I hit this roadblock? 
you know, uh, what flexibility is there to just step away and, and try and uh, have a fresh perspective on it. So those are some of the initial questions that, that may be good. What is a, what does a typical day look like? Um, you know, how, uh, how is the organization set up from a, a work remote or work from home standpoint? Um, typically when you get with HR, you're in a more safe environment to ask these types of questions um, versus sitting down and talking with that, that line manager who's certainly coming from the standpoint of you have to show me before I'm, I'm affording you the vault of, of flexibility here. Yep. Uh, and then something that's really big, I think it'll be uh, for 2020 and moving forward is company culture. So that would be something to be aware of and that, that company culture may already uh, include a lot of the things that you would look for as far as work-life balance. So what, what should Canada's ask as far as uh, culture and uh, be aware of company culture in general? And that's the biggest thing for us on the staffing side is is we dig in and understand culture, what that ideal culture is for somebody, uh, whether it be industry, team size, uh, role. And, and I think that is, is the primary motivator for people taking a look at the job. So uh, as I said earlier, you should have that question for both line managers as well as HR, right? Yep. Tell me about the culture. What types of people succeed here? What types of people fail? And by asking those open-ended questions, those managers, both HR and line, are going to walk through the behavioral characteristics of people that work very, very well here. And most importantly, they're going to identify behavioral characteristics of people that don't work. For example, on the line manager's side, they'll say, uh, we need somebody punctual. If we have a, a couple people on our team that you know, start time is, is 8.30 and they roll in 8.45, you know, 9 o'clock, 9.15, and it's it's bothersome. That manager is going to share with you the rigidity that, that he's looking for, the consistency, right? Start time's X, I need you to be here at X. Um, and you can validate those perceptions with everybody you meet with, line management, peer groups, and as well as HR. The same question should be asked, what types of people succeed here? Mm-hmm what types of people fail so you can identify consistencies between line managers, peer group, and HR. Yep. Uh, But you may also have a completely different situation where um, working from home is the only option. So maybe the company's located off somewhere else. So I'll give you a a good example, actually. Uh, A friend of mine uh, just got a new job uh, with a company. The company's in Cleveland, but he's here in Grand Rapids. Uh, But it was something he really thought he'd be a great fit for. Uh, the job description did say you have to be on site at the company, uh, but he's like, "Heck, I'm just going to apply anyway and just see what happens." And they ended up being flexible and offering him the job anyway to work from home. Uh, so, what would you advise uh, people that may find a great job role, uh, but they just can't move or not able to move, but they would still like to pursue it? Yeah, and that's a unique situation. Most of the yep. time, if they say uh, the job is located in Cleveland, uh, Ohio, they're expecting somebody to be there. Right. Um, that individual certainly uh, had to have brought to the equation some deep industry experience as well as some deep functional and technical skill that that is unique and hard to find yep. for them to offer that type of flexibility. Uh, most organizations that, that work from home is available and it's a pretty defined work criteria or objective or deliverable that you're producing. Um, so how do you bridge that? Uh, that's a tough one. I don't have an answer for it. Do uh, do I think it makes sense to apply for your perfect job on paper that um, doesn't include you know work from home reference or or, or flexibility? 
right? I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I obviously work for your friend, but uh, yeah. generally speaking, you would you most organizations are pretty transparent. If it's right. a remote spot or work from home, they're going to post it, or or that recruiter uh, should be able to advise. You know, you, yeah. you talked a little bit about um, understanding company culture and work life balance. Mm-hmm. Again, I think one of the biggest differentiators or benefits of working through a recruiting organization is they should have those questions answered for you because, you know, as, a, as the agency, they're interfacing with a client and, and walking through those scenarios. So that person should have some great visibility for working through a recruiter right. of what that, that potential hiring company can ask. Right. Same thing on the Cleveland side. Yep. Um, I don't know if they apply directly or whatnot, but it seems like a logical question as a recruiter, if I have a perfect candidate that only wants to work from home, uh, I'm going to socialize that with our hiring manager or HR and say, Aligns perfectly. Yep. So, so maybe maybe the main lesson: if you do have a unique skill and you think uh, that would be a perfect role for you, uh, don't be afraid to apply anyway, or yeah. at least inquire. No, no no harm in doing it, but don't put the job aside just because um, they may be located somewhere else. Yeah. Ask the question for sure. If if you're applying directly, I think you know in your uh, application or or email in a yep. couple quick. Quick, uh, quick sentences. Uh, back to more of that cover letter type approach. I don't yep. use the cover letter, but a couple sentences. Hey, uh, I live in City X, and uh, my background, both industry, functional, and technical, aligned to this role perfectly. I'm familiar with company Y, and I'd be most interested in talking to you if, if there's opportunities to to work from home. Okay. And then at least you're stating your intentions up front, and hopefully the the recipient will look at that see your qualifying background and say, okay, it's worthwhile of a discussion. You just don't know the pain point, right? How long the spot's been open and and how difficult it is for them to find it. Yep, and just because a company puts stuff down in the job description, they're looking for the perfect 100% everything, and they may be willing to give on some some parts of it, depending what it is. So, Yeah, there's a cliche, right? The best <laughs> person for the job just left it because yep. they, have, they have functional skills, industry knowledge, operational skills. Uh, they may have been the wrong cultural fit or, or, or whatever caused the move and change, but ultimately job descriptions paint the perfect perfect unicorn for that particular role, and it just doesn't exist. Right. Um, so to, to wrap it up a little bit, um, are there any pitfalls or maybe red flags that people should be aware of? They're going through the interview process and the company's painting this perfect picture of how things are. Uh, but are there some things maybe reading between the lines or just things to be aware of that maybe things aren't exactly as they seem? Yeah, and I think that's back to the, the making sure you're asking the same questions of the management team that you're interviewing with or leadership team as well as your peer group that you're meeting with as yep. well as HR. You want to ask the same questions of each one. Types of people succeed, what types of people fail. Yep. Also want to understand what a typical day looks like. Ask of all three. And it's more safe to ask those questions about work-life balance uh, to HR or a peer group than it is leadership because leadership's coming at it and going, I'm not, well, I shouldn't say this, most leadership's coming at it, screening somebody out versus screening them in and saying, here's all the great things that that come here with with flexibility. But I think asking that question, typical day, how does work-life balance, what does that mean to you, how does that afford it here, are, are softer ways of of asking it yep. and also do some research up front maybe go on their website linkedin uh, some companies will lay out certain things that they offer as far as benefits or 
flexibilities, those kinds of things. So you might find that out up front before you even need to ask. Yeah, from a research standpoint, the logical would be I'm going to look on LinkedIn uh, under company X that yep. I'm going to be meeting with to see who I know out there, right, and and try and connect with them and, and, and ask those safe questions. What's yep. work-life balance? What's flexibility within the accounting finance team or, or software engineering team? How do you view your you know, overall structure there. Yep. So I think that's that's positive and, and, and prudent to dig in and ask those questions. Glassdoor is a great place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I said from the onset, it, these questions should be easily answerable if you're working through, you know, a, a valid recruiting organization or partner to this particular opportunity. They should be able to say right off the top of their head, here's yep. what your typical day looks like. Here's the number of people we've placed here. Here's what work-life balance means. And we say it all the time, right? I'm putting that recruiter hat on. We say it all the time to candidates who who that work-life balance is, is critical. Um, we reflect and share with them what it will look like after 90 days or whatever that period of time is. Um, and we use we use those words. If you are who you say you are and the manager and and you are, are in sync, then here's what you can expect. Yep, I was going to say that's the great other benefit to work with a recruiter because they can tell you about the company up front, probably place other people there and have a pretty good feel for, you know, what the company is like. So, so I think that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. Most people that are looking to make a job change, you know, compensation isn't number one. Mm -hmm. It's really not even number two. It really is what they define as the company culture. What's that ideal, you know, structure? Uh, Do they want a company that there's no water cool talk? You come in, start at nine and get out of here by four and just get your job done and and run. There's people that thrive in those cultures. There's others that are looking for more of a community, work-life balance, um, and and that's ideally what we try and uncover yep. from a recruiting standpoint to find out what the right culture fit for them is. Yep. Uh, so I think that kind of covers everything on this particular topic, unless you had anything else. I, I don't. It's a, it, it's a delicate question. If you work through a recruiter, it's easily answerable. Uh, if you're not, LinkedIn's a great place to see what connections you have there or Glassdoor. Yep. Um, I'm remiss on, uh, or reluctant, I guess, on Glassdoor because, you know, it's social media. You know, don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see. <laughs> so I'm looking for more affirmation from somebody's somebody's butt that's actually in that seat, whether it be HR or, or a peer group. But yep. uh, there's ways around it. Just understand that management's going to be reluctant to, to offer the keys to the castle until you're hired and you are who you say you are. Correct. So if anyone out there does have any questions, feel free to uh, go on our website, uh, impactbusinessgroup.com, and you can go on our Contact Us page, shoot us a message uh, if you have any questions about this or any other topics, and we'll be happy to answer them to you directly or bring them up in a future podcast. Uh, And you can also find all of our podcast episodes on our website, uh, as well as on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and all of the popular Uh, podcasting platforms were on all of them so um thank you for tuning in and uh we'll be back with more episodes so uh subscribe to it on our website and uh again if you have any questions please let us know thank you